You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, and I hope I am finding you after a fantastic weekend, whether you celebrated Valentine's Day, whether you celebrated Galentine's Day, whether you just celebrated the fact that it was the weekend. Either way, I hope you had a great time. We are going to kick off the week here on the Locked On Titans podcast by continuing our free agency preview. That's right, we've gone through four positions so far, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. It is time today to get into the offensive line. We are going to talk about the tackles that make sense for the Titans on the market, and we are going to talk about the interior offensive line that makes sense on the market for the Tennessee Titans. But as a segue to get into our conversation about the offensive line in free agency, we do have to talk about a particular Titans offensive lineman, why the Titans didn't give him a shout-out, and how a different player shout-out from the team does make us wonder about his future. So I may have my tinfoil hat on to start today's show, but either way, something interesting for us to dive into. So a little mystery before we get into our free agency preview for the offensive line on this Monday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. fans, I hope your weekend was filled with love. And while the weekend was filled with love, it was also filled with a little bit of mystery. So let's dive into something that I found quite peculiar from over the weekend. Before we do, though, I do want to remind you guys that I am bringing you Tennessee Titans content Monday through Friday here on the Locked On Titans podcast. We are going to dive into the defensive side of the ball going forward this week with our free agency preview. We have draft coverage to go over as well. And then, of course, once we get into March, then we actually have free agency taking place. The draft will be taking place in late April. So a lot going on in the offseason. The NFL is a 12-month sport. You never want to miss any analysis or any information that I'll be providing here, like I said, Monday through Friday, So make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream, whether that be Apple iTunes, Google Podcast, following on Spotify, Stitcher, Radio.com, wherever you get your podcast, you can find me there. Also, make sure that you follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans and check out the new Facebook page. You can find it at Locked On Titans Pod. But with all of that, uh, you know, housekeeping out of the way here, let's dive into this tinfoil hat mystery that I have uncovered over the weekend. So number one, let's start here. On February the 14th, Valentine's Day, it is Jadavian Clowney's birthday. Now, I know that the disruptor himself has disrupted Titans Twitter once again this offseason with debates over how much to pay him, whether anyone would even want him back. I have gone on the record saying that I would like to have Jadavian Clowney back. I think it makes a lot of sense for him and the team to come to a deal, but that's not what we're discussing here. Now, we are kind of discussing Jadavian Clowney returning to the Titans because the Titans 
as a team on their social media account, wish Jadavian Clowney a happy birthday. Put out that birthday graphic that they put out for Titans players. Now, I found it interesting, number one, because... Clowney is set to be a free agent. He was only on the team for eight games during the season, and this could be a sign that the Titans have interest in bringing him back. This could be just a small olive branch like, hey, look, Janavian, happy birthday. We're posting about you on our account. We want you to return. You're one of us still. Now, technically, as was pointed out on Twitter, technically, Clowney is a Titan until March the 17th when the new NFL league year begins and he officially becomes a free agent. So technically, I guess he is on the roster right now, but I at least, find it a little interesting that the Titans social media team would go out of their way to wish him a happy birthday and act like he's still a Tennessee Titan when he is set to be an unrestricted free agent. So that in itself is just a little interesting, but not a ton to glean from that, in my opinion. The big portion of this mystery and where we can maybe take off the tinfoil hat and and pay a little attention. Isaiah Wilson's birthday is February 12th. No announcement from the Titans. No congratulations. No happy birthday graphic. Now, if we want to say that Jadavian Clowney is on the Tennessee Titans still, technically, well, then I mean Isaiah Wilson certainly is, although he ended the season basically suspended from the roster. He's still technically with the team. I mean, if a guy is set to hit free agency on March 17th and you're acting like he's still on your team, well, then the first-round pick from last year who's in his second year of a four-year contract, he most certainly is still on the team, right? That is the mystery here. No, I mean, I, I've i said multiple times, maybe I got the tinfoil hat on, but I just find it interesting, and I think it could be a window into how the Titans as an organization feel here. They feel like Isaiah Wilson is not a part of this team, and in my opinion, it could lead to further action this offseason where the Titans try to recoup some of the signing bonus and end up cutting bait with Isaiah Wilson, which we'll talk about that because today's free agency preview is about the offensive line. So this conversation factors directly into what we are going to talk about next. So I just find it interesting. No congratulations for happy birthday for Isaiah Wilson, who's in his second year of a four-year contract as a first-round rookie last year. But they're going to congratulate Jadavian Clowney, who's set to be a free agent in a month. I don't know, guys. I don't know. Could be a window that the Titans do, in fact, want to bring Clowney back. Maybe they already know that they're going to be bringing Clowney back. He's on the team. It's not tampering. They can start talking early. And maybe also, they're telling us that they're done with Isaiah Wilson. I don't know. It's just some happy birthday posts on Twitter. But hey, guys, I dive into everything on the show. And diving into what's next is our free agency preview for the offensive line. And one thing I want to mention here is we talk about the tackles that are currently on the Titans. You have Taylor Lewan, of course, recovering from a torn ACL. You have Dennis Kelly. Now that ACL happened in week six. It's my belief that Taylor Lewan will be ready for next season. But you have Dennis Kelly, who will be returning as the starter at right tackle. 
Then Isaiah Wilson, is he going to be on the team or not? That's important to know here. And then David Questenberry is still on the roster after signing a two-year deal before last season. And then the Titans have Brandon Kemp as a guy who will be on the practice squad. They have some other guys they're going to take a look at on the practice squad on futures contracts. But right now, that makes the tackle position a little dicey depending on how Taylor Lewan is able to return and how quick. So we are going to dive into some free agent options that the Titans will have going forward, not only at all offensive tackle, but also on the interior offensive line. Next, before we do, want to tell you about betonline.ag. So the NFL season may be over, but there's still NBA, there's still college basketball, there's NHL, MLB is right around the corner as well, and BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. But it's not just sports, they also cover the awards, TV shows, reality TV, they have real-time updated odds and props on basically anything that you can imagine. Head to the website or on your mobile device, go to betonline.ag, sign up today, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Locked On. Once again, that's promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Continuing our 2021 Locked on Titans free agency preview, we are going to dive into the offensive line. And to start things off, let's take a look at the offensive tackle position. So as I just mentioned at the end of our previous segment here, right now the Titans have Taylor Lewan, Dennis Kelly, Isaiah Wilson, and David Questenberry on the team. They have a couple of guys on futures contracts who will get training camp invites at the position. But, you know, the core of the guys who the Titans can count on are right there, Lawan, Kelly, and Questenberry. Of course, I can't count on Isaiah Wilson at this moment in time. And, you know, we talked about Wilson at the beginning of the show and his situation being in flux kind of leaves the Titans in flux as well. And what happens with Isaiah Wilson and how he approaches and how the team approaches the beginning of this uh, NFL fiscal year when, and when March rolls around? That'll really determine what the Titans' path is in free agency and the draft. It's my opinion that the Titans actually need to focus on the offensive line a little bit more in the draft than maybe people realize. The Titans have an older offensive line, and you certainly don't want uh, to have multiple absences one year due to age all of the sudden, and then you're behind. In the NFL, it's important to stock your roster with needs before they happen. You think about a guy like Amani Hooker is a great example. You think about a guy like David Long is a great example. You see Rashawn Evans. You see Jayon Brown coming up as free agents. You see Kenny Vaccaro kind of losing a step as a coverage guy. Even Kevin Byard had a down season. So you want to try to put people in the pipeline before the need is apparent. You don't want to just fill the cupboards once the item is gone. You want to have a backup. You guys understand that concept. So I think the Titans should actually focus in the draft. They need some younger offensive linemen that aren't expected to come in and start right away, but that they can develop. And I know that that was the idea with Isaiah Wilson, but obviously that is not necessarily going according to plan. And one thing that we did discuss on the Locked On Titans podcast recently was John Robinson's comments uh, earlier in the offseason where he mentioned the depth at the offensive tackle group. So in my mind, if you look at his history of the quotes that he makes about 
the senior bowl about the draft class. He usually gives you a little bit of information, honest information about what he's looking at. So if he went out of his way to talk about the tackle class, not only is that uh, a comment that Isaiah Wilson should be paying attention to, but it's also maybe a window into how John Robinson views what he needs to do. Because if he thought that Isaiah Wilson was so important to draft in the first round last year, well, that means that he still thinks that the offensive line and the offensive tackle position is of critical importance to get somebody who can kind of be ready to go behind Dennis Kelly or if Taylor Lewan gets injured again. Uh, offensive line depth, as we saw in the Super Bowl, is critically important. Now, I say all of that to say this, that I do think that the Titans need to go get an offensive tackle in the draft, whether or not they bring back Isaiah Wilson. Now, I don't think that can be early in the draft. The Titans need to look maybe in the third, fourth, fifth round for this offensive tackle to develop behind these guys we've mentioned. But because of that, I don't think that they're going to be very active in the offensive tackle free agent market. I think, honestly, it would make more sense for them to maybe bring back somebody who they're familiar with. So let us dive into the names that I am looking at uh, with that. And the first one is Ty Sambrello. Now, of course, the top names at the market, Trent Williams, uh, Alexander Villa, uh, Villanueva, um, Daryl Williams, Cam Robinson, Taylor Moten. The Titans aren't going after those guys. They have their starting tackles. They're not going to shell out that kind of money. I mean, Daryl Williams' spot track valuation is the lowest of that group at $7.8 million. And the Titans aren't paying another $7 million for a backup tackle. It's just not going to happen. They're paying $7 million for Dennis Kelly, and I expect a restructure. So they're not going to do that. So, Ty Sambrillo. Now, I mentioned Sambrillo because if the Titans just want depth, if they do get rid of Isaiah Wilson, that's a guy who they've seen before. He played in 10 games for the Titans last year, five starts, was a solid run blocker. He did struggle with pass blocking, but that was to be expected. Uh, so, Sambrillo's a guy they're familiar with. He's still 29. He's got a couple years left. It would make a lot of sense for them to bring him back if he is healthy. Remember, he missed the last uh, bit of the year with a lower body injury, a knee injury. So is he going to be healthy enough to come back? If so, the Titans could get him on a pretty good value contract and it would make a lot of sense with his familiarity with the system. I thought him and Questenberry were about the same quite honestly. So having two guys who you can kind of count on to at least give you um, that sort of level of play that we saw during the season. The Titans were able to function on offense and be great on offense, quite frankly, without Taylor Lewan for 10 games. So that's because of Ty Sambrillo and David Questenberry. I would look to bring them back as a depth, depth piece along with that new rookie uh, to develop. I think that would make a lot of sense. Some other guys, uh, or Marshall Newhouse, another guy, 32. If the Titans don't want somebody to be on Questenberry's level, they just want a veteran depth piece to maybe be a, a little bit under Questenberry, then Newhouse would make some sense with, with the Titans for 11 games last year. Not a great run blocker, a little bit better in pass blocking. He has been in the league for 10 years. He's 32 years old, so just a vet that you can count on. Uh, some other guys who make a lot of sense to me, if the Titans don't want to draft somebody, but they still want to go after a younger player who they can still develop a little bit. I know this guy isn't super young, but he hasn't had a ton of opportunity, and that's Kendall Lamb. He played for the Browns. He's been in the league for six years. He's 29, but he's more viewed as that kind of tight end tackle hybrid used as like a third offensive lineman a lot. Now, he did get one start last year in place of Jack Conklin in Cleveland when Conklin was out. He played in all 15 games, but like I said, he's just a depth offensive lineman. 
Uh, he has had two catches in his career, had a touchdown last year, had 116 snaps last year with the Cleveland Browns, 68 on special teams. Not a great run blocker, but uses that athleticism that makes him so versatile to be kind of a pass-catching offensive lineman too. Um, that allows him to be a good pass blocker. He's got good athleticism. So if the Titans want that guy they can use as a as a, a, a tight end in those heavy packages, they love throwing to offensive linemen. If the Titans want a guy who can do that and kind of be a depth piece, who's not super young but still can be developed a little bit, Kendall Lamb could be on there. But a guy I'm looking at from the Houston Texans, been in the league for three years, still 25 years old, Roderick Johnson. Played in 12 games, had three starts, has six starts in his career. He's a really good run... Well, he's... You know, these guys are, are backups in the NFL. He's a good run blocker, not as good at pass blocking, but at 25 years old, coming over from Houston, some coaches in Tennessee have familiarity with him, know who he is as a person, so that's inside intel. He's still 25, you can develop him, and by the time he's 27 years old, he could be ready to take over uh, for a tackle spot or at least step up into an immediate backup role. So Roderick Johnson coming over from Houston makes a lot of sense, and here's a guy who I mentioned last year, I'm going to keep mentioning him. Kind of like Kendall Lamb. He can give you that third offensive lineman who can play on heavy sets on the goal line and maybe catch the ball if you need him to. And he's young enough where the Titans could still maybe develop him a little bit, even though he struggled mightily at times during his NFL career. And that's Jason Spriggs. He's played four years, but uh, he's been in the league for five years, missed one with injury. 916 snaps in his career. Like I said, he's really struggled, been a bust based on his mid-round draft position. But at 27, with that athleticism, maybe the Titans can get him in. Uh, Keith Carter's done a good job with offensive line development so far. I owe him a, a big apology for my criticism early last year, and to, or not last year, but early in 2019. And with his ability that he's shown to develop offensive linemen, Spriggs' athleticism, his early round pedigree, uh, and the the fact that the Titans won't be relying on him, maybe as a fifth offensive tackle, he would make a little bit of sense. But that's my preview for the offensive tackle position. Like I said, I don't expect a lot of activity from the Titans in free agency at that position. I'd prefer them to go into the draft, and John Robinson's comments lead me to that. But wanted to go over a few names that I think do make sense in a few different categories for you guys. Let's dive into a similar approach with the interior offensive line and that free agent group. Before we do dive into that, though, I want to remind you guys about Locked On Today, a new podcast from the Locked On Podcast Network. It is a great way to get all of your national sports news in under 20 minutes every single day. Check it out on whatever platform you do stream. Also, want to tell you about the best tasting protein bar ever. 18 amazing flavors coming from Built Bar. Make sure that you check out Built Bar. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Soft and easy to chew and they don't just taste great. They're healthy for you too. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great as a meal substitute. Great as a guilt-free snack that you can have and, and remain healthy and keep your goals intact. Make sure that you go to BuiltBar.com today and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Even if you've taken advantage of the promo code before, you can get the 20% off again. So use promo code Locked On at BuiltBar.com. Let's cap off this Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast by diving into the interior offensive line who will be available for the Tennessee Titans on the interior. But what I want to talk to you guys is 
like I'd started with the tackle position, who the Titans have right now. So right now, the main the main men on the interior offensive line, of course, Ben Jones, Roger Saffold, Nate Davis. Then you have Daniel Murner and Aaron Brewer. Aaron Brewer I want to talk about a little bit. So he was my uh, offensive rookie of the year last year for the Titans in his limited work, but I thought he was fantastic when he filled in for Roger Saffold at times during the season, and when you had a guy like Jameel Douglas, Avery Genesee, all these other dudes, and finally you got Aaron Brewer in there, and you saw, man, this guy has a lot of potential, and I want to see his development as we go. As I've mentioned, it's something that I'm going to talk about a little bit more when we get into our draft preparation, but the Titans do have an older offense offensive line next year four starters are going to be over 30 years old outside of Nate Davis so you really have to start to think about those replacements like I mentioned with tackle replacing the pipeline a guy like Aaron Brewer could be that young development piece that helps you fill that need and fill that box see there are different ways I want to see the Titans check boxes when they go through these positions so like I mentioned will the Titans bring back Ty Sambrello as a veteran and get rid of Isaiah Wilson and then draft a young guy to develop. So you have your four veteran tackles you can rely on and your one developmental guy at tackle. So you got five. Uh, Will they do something similar at interior offensive line now that you have a guy like Aaron Brewer going into his second year who can be considered that young developmental piece? Then do the Titans look to bring in a veteran through the free agent market to kind of have you got your three starters, then you got Aaron Brewer's your young guy, and then you got a veteran guy. And like I said, offensive line depth has become critical and important. So the Titans are at least going to have nine offensive linemen. If we see the increased practice squad numbers like we saw for this season, COVID's not going away by next season. Hopefully, we're in a better place as a country, and the NFL can do things a little differently, but there's no guarantee of that. So I would expect the NFL to keep some of the you know expanded roster rules that they had last season, because we're not out of the weeds yet with this. But either way, with that, the Titans have to give a severe commitment to the offensive line. We learned that throughout the year, offensive line depth is critical. So if you have a couple of different guys like that, in my mind, you want to have your three starters, one vet, and then one young backup. So you have that balance there. With with tackle, you have Lawan, you have Kelly, you have Questenberry. Is Wilson out the door? I mean, I want to have uh, maybe an extra tackle over an interior guy just because of the importance of the position and how often they, you know, seem to get injured. But it's it's just a question of how you want to build things out. I also think that the Titans need to go into the draft and maybe look at an interior offensive lineman to help groom behind Ben Jones primarily, but also have to think about Roger Saffold. And speaking of the NFL draft, you guys have to check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast to get ready. Join the Draft Network's Trevor Sikama and Ben Solak every weekday on the Locked On NFL Draft. Every Monday through Friday, Trevor and Ben break down everything you need to know about the NFL Draft upcoming prospects more through the draft scouting lens with mock drafts every Monday get an early look at which top prospects may be available for your team over at locked on NFL draft subscribe wherever you get podcasts but with that let's dive into some of the names that I have here on the free agent market if the Titans want to get a veteran backup who's been in the league for a while and I have a couple of different options here for them the first one This guy did not play great last year. This would be a a veteran depth piece 
That's the best way I can describe it. You don't want this player out on the field. Aaron Brewer would be out there prior to this player getting on there, but they are someone that has experience in a very similar scheme, so it would be an easy take to the offense. And like I said, not only do they have experience in the scheme, they have experience overall, and that's Dakota Dozier, played for the Minnesota Vikings, spent a lot of time at tackle, but in my mind, he's an interior offensive lineman. He is 30 years old. I think he would come on the cheap after having a really, really difficult, tough season. Uh, I don't think the guy's completely washed. I don't think he's a terrible, terrible player. He is a bench guy, a low end of the roster bench guy, but as a veteran who's played in a similar scheme, he'll be cheap. Maybe that makes sense for the Titans to bring him in. Uh, Next, you have John Kuali. Uh, The name is really crazy. Kuali. It's Q-V-A-L-E. So maybe my pronunciation. I checked on the pronunciation, though. I have it right. It's Kuali. But, um... Either way, he's a guy coming over from Houston, 30 years old. Once again, that Houston connection, they're going to know what kind of guy he is. He's a versatile guy. He's played over 1,000 snaps in his career. Uh, he played 800 or 189 last year, so he was a role player for the Texans, but he's been in the NFL for six years. He's a guy that displays versatility, played a little bit of tackle, but primarily is going to play guard on the interior, and I just want to keep this in mind for you guys. These are guys who are going to be incredibly cheap. The Titans are not going to spend a lot of money at backup interior offensive linemen when they have spent so much money on the offensive line. That's something that we all have to keep in our minds. If they want maybe someone who they can count on for a little bit more production, they're going to have to pay a little bit more money. But with some restructures, some cuts, who knows what they could do. Some guys who do hit the open market who should be a little bit cheaper than some of the top-end guys like uh, Brandon Scherf, Joe Tooney, John Feliciano, Outside of the top guys who are going to get paid a lot of money, some guys who are still solid players in the NFL, borderline starters, but could cost the Titans a little bit more. Uh, You look at a guy like Dan Feeney, 32 years old, coming from the Chargers, 63 games in his career, 57 starts, has been a career starter, but at 32 years old, his price is obviously going to drop a little bit just due to age. Then you look at a guy like Pat Elfline, who's younger, who the Titans could maybe put a little bit of develop into Pat Elfline really hasn't worked out uh, as a player with where he was drafted, but at 27 years old, he's played in 50 games, started 49 of them. So four years in the NFL showed some promise despite struggling at times. Maybe if the Titans feel they need to put a little bit money, a little bit more money into the position, they could look at one of those two guys. I would lean to Dan Feeney because of the age at that point, but both those dudes could look to be starters still. And then the Titans obviously wouldn't be a fit either. So again, with offensive tackle and with interior offensive line, I don't expect the Titans to dip into free agency too heavily, but I wanted to go over at least a a group of names that would potentially make sense, whether it's scheme fit, experience, price, what have you, would make sense for the Titans. So that's going to do it for the offensive line free agency preview for the 2021 offseason here on the Locked on Titans podcast. That's also going to do it for me today. I will be back with you guys tomorrow as we dive into defense. Now, I'm not saying this because I have any inside information, but I'm smelling some some Titans news this week. I don't know if it's going to be groundbreaking news that's league-wide news or just a big deal in the Titans community, but it's been quiet for a while, and I expect either a, a restructure announcement, a, a player being cut, a trade, something. I don't know what, but something. 
And when that happens, I will be here to break it down with you guys mixed in with the defensive portion of our free agency preview. Thank you so much, guys, for supporting the show, listening to the show. I appreciate everybody so much and all the feedback that I get. If you want to help me out even more, follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening. Follow the brand new Facebook page at Locked On Titans Pod. And also, if you feel generous, go ahead and throw me a five-star review in Apple iTunes. I would greatly appreciate it. But that's going to do it for me today. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans.